Look, it's just, there's a misunderstanding. And I feel like that's perhaps maybe that's not where she came from, but I feel like it's part of a context of if you try to focus on men's things, it'd be like, no, but what about women? What about this? And what about that? And it's like, why, for example, like the men's rights movement, which is just, you know, they're just focusing on men issues, how that has automatically been put in the category of being against feminism, which is not what it is. True. It's just like, no, we just want to, as men's rights movement, we're just trying to focus on men because mm-hmm. a better men mean better treatment of women. And that means a better society. Exactly. Um, it's just sort of like, we need to focus on the person in, in the therapy chair. I can't focus on the crowd behind them. Mm. Right. I need to focus on that person. I need to focus on, on the man right now. And so when I say men must heal, I'm not saying that women mustn't. I'm not saying that I'm not going to, I'm not focused on that. It just means that I'm very aware that if we heal men, then there won't be a need to heal women. Welcome back to yet another epic episode of your favorite podcast of all time, Sakina Speaks. I'm your host, doing the absolute most as you well know it. And um, today I have a jam-packed episode as usual. Second episode of the year, technically the third, but you know how it is, you know the vibes. We're bringing content upon content upon content um, that you're definitely going to enjoy. This first three episode in inverted commas series is really going to challenge you, is really going to educate you, get you informed and entertained, but very much so you know ruffle your feathers a little bit we are getting too complacent when it comes to addressing the issues in society that really make it very hard for us to to freely live to freely thrive and express ourselves in each and every single way so what better uh, than to kick off 2021 with a series uh, a series of episodes which really challenge that status quo so from last week's episode i do have the phenomenal young gentleman who helped me unpack men don't cry the episode where we really tackled toxic masculinity and trauma within men. Now to carry on on that very same note, today we're going to be speaking about gender-based violence. But before I get into that, I just need to say again, if it's your very first time tuning into this podcast, thank you so much for choosing Sakina Speaks. I know by now you're already hooked and hopefully I can hook you to the end of the episode and you can realize that this podcast is definitely for you. Even if it's not directly speaking about something that you relate to or to you, I know that there's definitely something that you can pick up and take away from this episode even if you never listen again well I really do hope that I add some value to your life and to everyone else that keeps on coming back I really am grateful for you God bless you and I hope that the rest of the content will just really make you smile and add a lot more value to your life now let's get straight into it deep treasures right deep treasures is the handle that you should be looking out for and you should be using right now on Instagram of course after listening to this episode unless you're good at multitasking then do your thing um but that is deep dot treasures that's where you're going to find Trezal's amazing pieces and i do have another gift for you today last week i couldn't play the entire piece because you need to go and find it yourselves you know what i'm saying but today and this piece luckily for you is short enough to be included into the episode and i know it's going to really really open your eyes to the perspectives that most of us probably have that are a bit flawed a bit faulty and maybe you know to other issues that we were really ignorant about Trezor, once again, thank you, thank you, thank you. How are you doing? 
Uh, you know, I'm doing good, man. I'm doing well. Super excited. That intro was crazy. So I was just like, dang, this girl. Thank well, that's you. Like, like you. There was talent there. I got fired up. So I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. Yeah. I'm happy about that. I'm very, very blessed to hear that. So gender-based violence, right? What could possibly be the greatest and longest lasting pandemic that the world has ever seen and continues to see? What do you think is the major issue with the way the world is handling this crisis right now, especially where we live in South Africa? Um, not enough seriousness. I think we need to take it a lot more gravity. I think mm-hmm. what a lot of women are feeling is, of course, that they, they are not believed. Um, number one um, and so they're not taken too seriously um, especially with the culture of the sort of toxic masculine culture in South Africa you'll have a woman who may be able to to speak to a gent and say oh my word this is what happened mm-hmm. but will that gent really want to even believe her not that he can't but does he want to so we need to be dealing with that I mean obviously the issues of going to a police station and knowing that uh, they're probably not going to really help me out yeah and obviously that extends just into the idea of of how the judicial system doesn't take it seriously. We're improving now after, you know, uh, the period of Uyunene and just, you know, what happened with COVID with the increase in, in, in domestic violence and everything mm-hmm. like that. We've, we're increasing and we're getting more serious about it. Obviously, the, the, the previous problem was that we're not taking enough gravity and we're just working to, to improve that. And then, yeah, it's just, as, just in, gents in general, we don't take it too seriously. I, don't, I do understand when people are like, believe a woman. It's just because for such a long time, they haven't been believed. Uh, But I'm also aware that it may also create sort of a polarization that which is often what happens that people may feel like the things like false accusations and that sort of thing, Mm -hmm. which I don't think it makes up a very large part. But when they do come out and when it does come out that, oh, my word, she was actually lying and it was actually a popular issue or whatever, um, what happens is that that woman if she falsely accused falsely accuses it discredits a lot of other women exactly see? and yeah. so that person didn't take you know in that false accusation case that lady should have taken what she was doing with a lot more gravity and dealt with it in a real way um, but i suppose also you know when we obviously say gender-based violence we only mean women and i suppose then that may be give some pain to to men who've experienced this who've experienced sexual assault and that sort of thing mm-hmm. um simply because they're they're men we don't really understand the concept of, of a man also getting hurt so we also don't take men male victims um seriously so yeah i say gravity seriousness how how seriously do we take that's the that's the core issue as soon as you start taking it seriously and we start making the the systems that take it seriously you know proper judiciary um proper therapy as well yeah and yeah now, how do you think we can sort of create a, a space, you know, for them to also come out and be able to, not necessarily in public or whatever, but I mean the same way, you know, the, an atmosphere, an environment where it's also okay for a man to to go to the police station and say that I was abused or I was molested or whatever the case may be. And is that is that a tall order? Is that like a whole, like, it has to be a culture shift. It has to be a complete mentality change. It has mm. to be on all levels or is it actually much easier than we think look i think yeah definitely it's going to take time why because in order to build a culture it takes time and i know definitely i mean with south africa for example it was only i think in only in the early 2000s so male rape wasn't classified as rape it was classified as indecent assault and so they only in the early 2000s did they change it within the the law to make it be classified as rape Mm -hmm. and what that really highlights to you is that in South Africa, especially, the idea that a, a male can get raped is, is, a, is a young idea. 
Mm. All right. We just haven't understood it. We haven't conceived it. And it's quite interesting because it, it makes me, it reminds me of, um, I was watching this Netflix series, Bridgerton. Um, and everyone obviously loves Bridgerton. You all love Bridgerton. Like, oh my gosh, you know, mm-hmm. the, the Duke of Hastings is so handsome and beautiful <laughs> Daphne and everything like that. And we love it. And it's a beautiful story. Music was amazing. They out here put flipping Ariana Grande on a flipping violin. Um, it, it slapped. All right. Yeah. It slapped. However, the Duke of Hastings was raped by Daphne. However, no one noticed because they had never seen it. I had never known. I didn't notice it. But it was weird because I realized at some point when I was thinking back, I was like, what happened in that scene? Yeah. The thing is that you won't see it as rape. It just didn't seem like it, but it was. You knew there was a sort of violation that occurred, but mm-hmm. we only limited to, oh, no, it was just a violation. It's just a lover's quarrel type thing. However, when I really understood, I was like, man, that was that was rape. I was like, mm-hmm. what? But I was like, yeah, but you wouldn't have thought there was a man. All right. And he also also the way that the series went, it didn't it just saw it as a small thing. But I think what that really highlighted to me was that there's no conception of what what male rape is even in the larger culture because obviously Bridgerton is what like a I mean it's it's British voices but I think Shonda Rhimes created it mm-hmm. so it's like American but it's international it's like that there's a culture um, the idea of male rape as as a thing is a very young idea and people can't really still can't conceive it well even if we literally see it on screen we still speak about Bridgerton as if it's literally this beautiful love story and everything like that but yeah. if it was a, if we send the if you literally see the scene what happened if you turn it around, if it was the woman who was violated, we'd know exactly. And that's because we've only seen that for so long. And so we're not used to that. We're not in culture. We're not in, aware of it yet. So really, that's sort of the, the heart of it, that we need to change the culture and we need to become more aware of what it is. We need more men speaking about it. Mm. But the things that these men don't feel like they can speak about, oh, I was hurt. We do have a lot of brave men um, who, you know, some who literally lead these type of organizations and they'll be able to speak about the sort of thing of how, oh, no, I was you know, sexually assaulted and this sort of thing. And often, you know, they even have that stigma of like, oh no, only um, homosexual men get raped. And, yeah. like, and you yeah. only get raped in, in prison. And that's our conception of these things. But no, man, there are people who've had real experiences with family members and these things and people who we could probably, whose stories are worth hearing, but they don't feel safe enough because we haven't created the culture where they can feel safe, where they will even feel like their experience is real. I think that's what it comes down to. Mm. Um, It's like the idea is like, ah, no, man, men don't get hurt. What do you mean rape? Ah, Exactly, yeah. And we understand that. That's why you really understand that when, oh, wait, what do you mean they only changed the, they only classified male rape as male rape in the early 2000s? Like, did they not understand that you can get raped before? And the, the answer is, yes, they didn't understand. Like, it's not something they can actually conceive. And it's hard. It is hard. So I would say right now it is very hard. Um, to be open about these sort of things because you just don't feel like there's a space for it. You feel like the only justified rape is um, female rape. And yeah, for a lot of men, it's just you have to live with the code of silence, code of male silence, code of male um, strength in vertical commas that you don't speak about what's, what you've gone through. But yeah, man, that creates a, a sort of subculture, I suppose, of hidden pain. And obviously that manifests itself in, in various un- unhealthy ways. 
That's so deep. Like it even goes back to to how you said um in the previous episode. For those of you who haven't listened to that, I would really recommend that you do. How you spoke about how the patriarchy affects men, but we don't really understand how it does. And I think this is a beautiful example of how it does because mm. even to the patriarchy, it's like men can't get raped. Like what is male rape? Like where does that fit in um within our preconceived ideas of like superiority and like sovereignty and like these kind of things cannot happen to any of us, you know? So even in that, like even though men are seen to be highly favored and they are highly favored by the patriarchy, but in so many instances where it actually matters, they do receive the shorthand. So that's quite interesting. That's exactly it. You said it beautifully, yeah. Moving on to contextualizing this issue a little bit more, for those of us who do not have a very clear picture about what exactly the gender-based violence issue is, at least in South Africa, um, I'd like to play another beautiful treasure <laughs> that Trezor has on um, his page, oh, Deep Treasures. Go. And it is called Parallels. And I don't want to say anything more, but I, I think it really does help to not only paint a clear picture of what's happening in South Africa um, in regards to this issue, but also the greater picture, you know, of the global um, problem that we are facing all over so here it is parallels hey hi so how was your day same old same old tell me about it tell me about it mornings are always the same the sun reached in to pluck the sleep out of my eyes i had coffee i had tea I open my closet, my clothes shout their plans for fresh air. I pay no attention. The choice is mine. My clothes whimper in the corner. I don't blame them. We share the same fears, blood, alleys, and being found in both. This outfit makes me look good. This outfit makes me look invisible. I like that. I like that. I had a meeting with a lecturer. He told me I was smart. Very capable. Very flexible. He said all I have to do is keep working. He said all I have to do is keep still. You keep quiet. I had a lunch with my girlfriend. I'm avoiding my boyfriend. I love her so much. It scares me. Yeah. I'm scared of him too. There's a full moon today. I know. I can hear them. The wolves. What? Where are you? I think I'm being followed. Why didn't you call me to walk you home? I thought... I thought I did everything right. No, Timber, wait! What were you wearing? First of all, I'm going to start by commending you because that is a beautifully written piece. I think it just embodies the issue so well. It presents it so well. And I think it's very, very easy for you to get the message. For the greater part, it really did capture the South African issue. The little pieces that you put in, which are like specific details to, to what is happening in the South African context. For example, when you said, what are you wearing at the end? And I was just there like slapping my forehead. And then, uh, you know, the other parts yeah. where... Notemba, the girl in the piece, says, my clothes make me look invisible. I like that. And then the guy says, you know what? His clothes are shouting. And he's like, oh, but it's my choice. You know what I'm going to wear? And it really, really hit home because I, for a very long time, also 
I think prior to like 2020 when you know I was just unveiling um the deep layers of myself also just wanted to dress in a way that made me very inconspicuous very invisible to male attention I personally didn't want to inconvenience your eyes you know that was literally my take and that was my view on it I don't want you to be disturbed by me I don't want to it's like it was my fault and believe you me as as we'd have it it doesn't matter what you wear you know if if you're a wolf you're a wolf I mean you'll smell the blood you know beneath the clothes anyway so when you wrote and performed parallels which is an apt name extremely suitable for this piece what are you trying to achieve and and what message were you trying to send across I think uh, I think first of all I must, I must uh, clarify about parallels. This was November's idea. This is November, you know, underscore age. If you want to go on Instagram, there. This is her idea. She came to me with it. I edited literally a bit, only a bit, and I really want to. So it's mostly her poem. We have a very touch and go relationship with the poetry. So literally, she has an idea of like, hey fam, come. She'll become like fam, come. <laughs> yeah. This was mostly her idea. I think maybe I came up with the with the title I don't remember but I edited things and obviously the last part at the end you know just editing that in a particular way but she had that sort of idea of like oh my word I'm getting caught up these guys are finching me and I was like yeah I know you know you must add like the whistles for example Mm -hmm. and I was like that right and so it was really like that so it was a collaboration I really want to say that and really want to give her props for that but the reason that she knew so she could come to me and jump and so knew I would jump on it was because she knew she knows that this is the sort of messaging I I love to give out Mm -hmm. and really what it, it comes down to is she understood that I I always want to talk about what it feels like a lot of men don't understand about the woman condi- the female condition. Yeah. Um, and obviously being a female, she had the female condition in mind. So she came through. She's like, bro, what do you think? And obviously I added that sort of male aspect of like some of those parallels and that sort of thing. And at the end of the day, it's about education, about making people aware of an issue because you're not going to fight something that you're not aware of. Yes. And so that's really what it comes down to a lot of these, a lot of these pieces. Obviously this is a, this is a theme within the world there's a lot of other poems like this so it really is like we're trying to make you aware you can't fight what you can't see right now number one my bad (laughs) number two because i remembered when i was like when i when i did do um, my research when i listened to it and everything i even commented the day that you guys released this on deep treasures and i was like this was amazing tag both of you it's a beautiful concept it's a beautiful idea and i think it was just befitting for the time and it still is right now and it funny enough that it's mostly her idea and it's really i'm gonna touch on this again um when we get to to other people's opinions that i also got on this topic because she's the one who who predominantly you know brought this sort of cure we'll call it a cure at this point um because it kind of opens people's eyes and makes them aware of what the issue is and you know when you brought the male aspect into it i think it made a lot of males aware as well of what the female condition actually experiences so men must heal which is today's title right i i posted um an instagram story right where i asked my followers what their thoughts were on the statement to heal our land we need to heal our men what is your take on that just before i read some of their responses and then you know we can just engage a little bit on that do you think it rests solely or greatly on men healing and and how do we go about this in a non-patriarchal way yeah. Yeah. Look, it's because I, I kind of say it like this. It feels like the lack of sort of involvement of, in men is like the wound. And often it feels like sometimes when women don't understand the reasons why, it's like salt in the wound. So what yeah. I'm saying is definitely men, men need to, we need to be more prevalent in a lot of these issues because a lot of us are just hurting. 
um, a lot of the time because we just don't have that proper male figure who we yeah. can follow and who we can model ourselves after. I mean, we need more. We, as I said, like yesterday, we need more than just James Bond and, you know, than, and Killmonger and everything like that. We need mm-hmm. more than that. We need people. We need to see men who are doing the things. We need like our sort of Nelson Mandela's, but people who are also young. So we need like um, Vusi Timba Kwayo or something yes, like that. Yes, like yes. him. Yes. We need men like that. People who people, they can see them. And they'd be like, oh, my word, look at that, look at that man doing those things and being a decent guy and, and being responsible. Mm-hmm. It's very true. It's because men do feel like we're the weaker link a lot of the time because we're not helping a lot. You know, a lot of this is things of just like, no, they're just unwilling to help. But I do also think there's also another part of it where it's just like, I mean, you're not willing to help us. You know, all you tell us is that we're toxic. All you tell us is that we're trash, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then when we try, try to tell you stuff, you know, you ridicule us and we don't believe you. And so it feels like there's a there's a lot of tension in that thing. But it's also understanding that people don't understand. So a lot of people, people who don't understand will often hurt you. So as men, we need to rise up and go through that. I mean, like we need to create those, you know, sort of, let's say like those groups and those icons who will be out to being vulnerable and everything like that. And yes, there'll be those people who ridicule it, but yeah. it's going to be it's going to be liberating for so many other gents to see, you know, oh my word, this is what a gent can actually do. They can actually be this open. They can be this vulnerable. Exactly. Like that. Sure, you get the ridicule, but they were brave enough to still come out. And I do believe, yeah, it does seem, it's like gents, come do what you're supposed to do. It feels like, it sounds, I know why you, as it's very important that you said in that non-patriarchal way, because mm-hmm. low-key, in, in a way, it sounds like, man, come lead, man. Yes, come lead. And it's yes. just like, uh-uh. <laughs> it makes sense. But this is an issue where we are supposed to lead because it's dealing with ourselves, the expectations upon our, our gender, just the, our gender roles and what it, it's our thing. We're going to listen to women and they're going to assist us as much as we can. But at the end of the day, especially when you brought up that thing about, hey, no matter what you wear, a man can, you know, come through and try to sexually assault. Yes. But it's sort of like this. It's an understanding that we can't rely solely on on the woman to dress correctly or oh, correctly apologies dress mm. um appropriately mm-hmm. as they might call it right this thing of like oh no 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 she must be completely covered and mm-hmm. is it like wait 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 hold on now it doesn't matter if she's completely covered you're still going to go to instagram and watch this sort of thing where exactly. they're less covered and that sort of idea and it comes down to behavior what do you like what do you think it's your perception of it. do you think her showing all that skin to you is that does that obviously maybe you will get sexually aroused shut but mm-hmm. does that mean you must necessarily approach does that necessarily mean you must whistle does no. that mean you must try get her number mm-hmm. no you can control yourselves. You see what I'm saying? So it comes down to really creating a culture of, of self-control. It's like, oh, so someone who's, who's, who's a recovering addict, they're not waiting for the world to change around them. They know it will never change. They know they could still go to that corner they used to always go to and find mm-hmm. the drugs. They know mm-hmm. they could still go to whatever environment and find whatever is going to hurt them. But they are aware at some point that they choose like, no, I can't change the world, but I can change myself. I can control what I'm going to do. I can control the, the, my urges. I can control my behavior. And that's what we need to be teaching men. We need to teach men. That's the real strength in, in controlling ourselves. Absolutely. Um, for a lot of gents, it just feels like men deal with sort of that sexual arousal or, or that sort of idea. I don't know, maybe 
a little more predominantly than than women i think but that just means all the more that we need to control ourselves it's just yeah it's not enough for the when the uncles are visiting and you know the girl of the house is wearing you know like her sleeping clothes or whatever and she's showing a lot of skin it's not enough for the mother to be like no 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 go change for the because the, your uncles are here it's not enough you need to be teaching the uncles if you see that you need to look i mean i know definitely for my uh, spiritual journey I've just been seeing a lot of these gents, you know, gents that are older than me and older than me. And I've just been seeing that journey with like sexual purity and they don't want to look at women lustfully and everything like that because mm-hmm. they're aware of like, even if you look at a woman lustfully, it's adultery. So I just listen to them. I just see what they do. Like I'm telling you now, like I've had some interesting, there's been interesting tactics I've been, got. I mean, there's this thing of like, let's say like this, I'm trying to walk onto campus, right? Yeah. Um, then there's a girl in front of me and she's showing a lot of skin. All right. Yeah. You see her once, all right? Your automatic thing is not to stare. Your mm-hmm. automatic thing is to look at the ground, keep walking yeah. forward. Like, <laughs> the small things like that. Yeah. Um, being, like, waking up and just telling things like going to, you know, your group of gents. And you need to have groups of gents, especially who, healthy groups of gents. Where you can be like, guys, look, ah, today I was looking too long at this one woman, guys. Mm-hmm. You know, please help me. You know, please, you know, pray for me. Um, I'm trying to do better and everything like that. And you really just see that there's a way to create a different culture of, of masculinity. That not one that's uncontrolled, but one that's directed. One that goes the direction that is fruitful and helpful. And that's disciplined. I agree. I agree. One that is also respectful, you know, in that very same light that understands that no means Mm. no and not, you know, push harder. Yeah. So definitely it's all about creating a healthier culture for men. men. Exactly, man. I think gents just need to practice caution. Like, for example, the one of the things that I practice caution, I won't necessarily be alone in a room with a woman. Mm-hmm. not to say that i can't be she can't be safe with me or anything like that it's about listen just go on the side of caution especially when you said that thing about no right yeah because they are these instances where uh she said no initially all right okay you leave right now let's say like a date you're trying to ask her out a date you ask her mm-hmm. the first time mm-hmm. okay shut but then it's sort of weird then maybe the second time she says yes or maybe the third time it's weird and then now these people are married now it's sort of <laughs> like there seems to be a lot of it's that there's a nuance or something like that. Yes. But it's sort of like this. Practice caution. Practice caution. Hey, guys, just be safe. Mm-hmm. Be safe. Just mice. Like, if she says <laughs> no, just mice. I promise you, it's a lot safer for you. Yeah. And there's a lot less of idea of, of aggression. You know, me, I'm not going to lie. I have, you know, guababa, you know what I'm saying? Because yeah. I don't, yeah. I don't approach women in the streets. Because I don't want to be that chance of, oh my gosh, I don't want to be her story, you know, one year later of like, you know, there was this guy that approached me on the street. Mm-hmm. And I'll be like, I'll be like, I didn't want to be like that. I'm very cautious. I'm like, listen, listen, I will go when the, when the instance is safe enough, maybe mm-hmm. we're in a group of friends and that sort of, I preferred like that practice question yeah just please because otherwise it's dangerous it gets very dangerous and that's what it comes down to you need to listen a lot more to the woman i think and just be cautious and now <laughs> this is bringing me to another idea uh because a lot of women will like the assertive gent you know not the overbearing gent but the assertive gent mm-hmm. you know the gent that say hey you know what's going to date well i'll see you this at this time and this and they like that okay shop but then when i'm like no gents, just wait for she must sort of like almost not necessarily initiate but it feels like she must also initiate and women give don't the go ahead yeah it seems like a lot of the time women want their initiate. like i'm like yeah no <laughs> just wait for her to give the go ahead listen Vince, listen if she wants she wants you if she wants to go on a date or whatever i promise you she'll come to you just mm-hmm. just stay in the space maybe 
indicate your 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 availability mm-hmm. but it gets very complicated i just say hey be cautious hey yeah because i don't want to play games man um, nah, so, yeah, you, man. it's yeah, rough in these streets it's very rough and you know every man for himself so, <laughs> every man for exactly himself so yeah, yeah. now <laughs> i get you i get you i mean there are some gray areas because i also like even with the the whole like just like you said, the first time you ask her, she says no. The second time, she could have been playing hard to get whatever the case may be. So I don't, I also can't, I also don't think I can like put a, yeah. a whole line, like draw the line. On, some girls will say it subtly, but they don't mean it. I mean, they, but they do mean it. Some girls yeah. will say it in an aggressive way, but they were just playing. So I mean, just like you said, just be safe. And if you're not sure, just go mm. ask a friend. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Just go ask the friend. Yeah, exactly. Don't... <laughs> just, just ask That's the exactly friend. That's what it is, man. That's exactly what it is. Uh, it's complicated. It. it really is complicated. Uh, but be safe. Now, getting to what some of my followers, friends, fam, etc., to say about that very same statement: to heal our land, we need to heal our men. Here are some of their opinions, right? So. I'll just say one of them yeah. and then you just tell me what you think and then we'll just engage oh. on it. So the first one was, um, we have to heal ourselves when they break us, then heal them for breaking us. You, a lot of work. And this goes back to when you said that Notemba was actually the one who came up with most of parallels. And it was just like, snap, women are sort of always at the forefront of healing, not only themselves, but healing everyone else and yes it might be people will say maternal instinct everything everything whatever but I, yeah. I mean what do you have to say about like victims being at the forefront of remedying the situation i think it's so important that you understand no it was a person who feels victimized who came up with most of it and what she did was she came to a gent who was willing you know what i'm saying a gent was mm-hmm. willing to listen mm-hmm. and that and together they were able to do that and i think that's what often can happen it's like the victim, their story needs to be heard. Her story needs to be heard. We need to understand that obviously she's going to sort of give the inspiration. Like she's going to give the sort of inspiration because you're not going to fight anything that you don't know about and you can only know about it if the victim tries to speak it into you. True. And that's what it comes down to. I think that's sort of the space where it's like, yeah, man, I'm going to go on my marching orders, but who's going to sort of give me my marching orders, you know? Mm. That's what the space is. And I, I know it can feel very discouraging, almost hopeless when women feel like they're not being heard. But they are gents, eh? Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm here. I have one. You know, I have another. Yeah. T- I know another, another one. I know a third one. No fourth one. I know my gents. All right. And we're aware of this thing. And you'll see us there. We're there, you know, in the protest. We'll say, not the COVID protest. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a bit tense there. But for like, example, we in in time, mm-hmm. right? Like, we're there. We're mm-hmm. there. We're there. We're there in black. Okay. We're there. We're marching. We're there making noise. And that's important. And now we're also here in, in our small group. You know, I remember this is why I, I've been speaking about James Bond so much. It was because one of my gents was like, guys, do you know how toxic masculine James Bond is? I was like, huh? He's like, yeah, do you know this, 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 this? I was like, oh, snap. Yeah. And so you see, it's that sort of thing because they're willing to listen. They're willing to see the, the oppressed. And I think we must understand that there's a mandate for us to speak for the oppressed when we can see the oppressed can't seem to speak for themselves. Um, I understand that there's pr- perhaps more weight to to my male voice than maybe to a female voice. And I think that's very important, even if I say like gifting-wise, because it's important for people. You need yeah. to sort of protest in the way that you can feel like you can stay the most consistent to, that you mm-hmm. can be the most passionate about. Especially during, there was this time where I noticed it for a lot of people, when George Floyd came up, okay, so it was racism and police brutality. But then mm-hmm. there was also a lot of issues, others, like other issues that came up at the same time. And people felt like they needed to 
be a powerful advocate for every single thing. Yeah. So I was there and I was like, fam, a lot of us are, are, are trying to be advocates for things that we don't even have a passion for. It's okay. It's good for you to feel like, oh my word, I should be here. Or this is a good cause. I should be fighting for it. But listen, if you're not bringing any sort of real valuable contribution to like the fight that just focus on the fight where you can bring value to there's a exactly there's a place for everybody the hand you know doesn't complain about how the, the head doesn't have a position you know, you know yeah understands that it can't be the feet and it's like everybody has their position and so wherever you can bring in the most value bring the most value there so coming back to that yeah we need to hear we need to hear what the victim says and needs to come into us and then we have to fight the we have to fight the battle she can't can't necessarily stop the gent from hurting her but we as gents can have created the culture of of what a man thinks and how he's supposed to treat a woman so that she never has to end up in that situation all right we've got to deal with ourselves and i think feels like a lot of the time the the missing part of feminism for a lot of gents that's why maybe a lot of them don't subscribe to it it feels like there's no focus on men but they don't understand that they don't understand that in them just focusing on themselves is a feminist sort of movement mm-hmm. because what you do is do you actually create a, a a healthier environment for women i also think that maybe should not necessarily only be the focus i think the focus should be on understanding on on self love and self healing yes. and that when you have that especially because you shouldn't it's sort of like this idea men you must change for a woman and that's mm-hmm. often an idea that we see like in for example disney movies like beauty and the beast you know <laughs> yeah. actually even in bridgerton this idea that this man you know these men who are you know they're hurt and in pain even james bond right as soon as the woman comes and says oh my word where are your emotions why don't you care and all of a sudden he wants to change up for her yeah. we need to stop that idea we need to have this idea of i just need to focus on me as a gent all right i need to focus on me i think a lot of us gents we try to i say it like this at least and this is my framework for now it's still building but it <laughs> yeah. seems like men are attracted to two things a lot more powerfully which is purpose and women and mm-hmm. what happens is that you can have perversions of those things so when we say purpose you can have gents who have perversions of that who get who lust for perversions of that which is like greed and only power and just yeah. to, you know just to be the best and then you can have a perversion of of women which is that oh no women are not just sex objects you know what i'm saying yes. so you have those perversions but we need to understand a lot of gents when they can't find their purpose they will go to women and what they do is that they'll be in these relationships with women or situationships or oh, vibes or entanglement <laughs> yeah um and they'll be out here trying to not understanding yet but they'll be trying to search for their purpose in that woman and they'll be rummaging rummaging through her literally mm. plundering her and when yeah. they can't find that purpose in her and they find that oh my word this is i mean the pleasure is gone so why am i still here they'll leave her and they leave her emotionally psychologically discard and even a lot of the time sometimes it could even be physically yeah and so this is an important idea that gents need to understand that purpose is everything for all of us actually in truth but i'm just focusing on men in this conversation purpose is everything because when as soon as you are focused on your purpose you're focused on yourself and when you start focusing on yourself you notice that along the the path of purpose you start healing and you start inspiring True. and that's such important because healing is as in healing for the past and inspiration is healing for the future mm. right and so that's what you start creating and you start being this valuable agent within society and that's what we're missing we're we're not valuable agents within society because what happened with patriarchy is that we need to understand that before patriarchy was how men orientated themselves in the world it's how also a lot of women did as well like it's how we understood we're like okay 
you're a man, you grow up like this, you must act like this, you must get this type of job, you must have a family, have yes. kids, and you know the cycle continues. Mm-hmm. And that sort of thing, it was how we orientated ourselves. And then now as we de- as we deconstructing everything like that, we're not considering the idea that you've left a lot of men in the lurch of what they're supposed to identify as. They have no real framework for how they must not only identify themselves, but how they must direct themselves. And so that's what we need to, that's why we need to still rebuild healthier forms of that of those male structures that Mm -hmm. where we can males can come with another males and we can give healthy ideas and so we can just at the end of the day be conducive agents within the society and that's what women are feeling that's like these men they're not doing anything yeah they're trash and what's trash trash does nothing you know it might Mm. as well just be thrown away and that's the feeling like no come on man can you do something can you do something and there's something so beautiful about a man who stands up for a woman there's something so beautiful about a man who stands up for children there's something so beautiful about an Nelson Mandela, about a Patrice Lumumba, mm-hmm. about a Thomas Sankara. There's something yeah. beautiful about a man standing up and saying, I will not take this. All right. We want more men like that. Not just in, you don't need to be on a big platform. You don't need to be a big politician, but you can be a big person in your own life and in other people's lives. I think yeah. there's, so, there's so much significance. Like we need to find our identity again as men and that we need to to lead us into being valuable to the society instead of just degrading it because that's what it seems like we do a lot of the time now absolutely another one that i'm going to read from a lady as well was what about healing women too what factor does women's healing play in in this conversation this reminds me of four colored girls created by this black female playwright you know hashtag for you know black female playwrights yeah um, so four colored girls absolutely amazing it follows like a lot of women i forgot i think maybe six women i might be wrong about the number but a lot of women black women and just them in various aspects of society various economic conditions various types of relationships various things and just the pain that black women experience at all levels of life yeah you know i remember watching that and when i was done that thing is so crazy it, it was so tyler perry's obviously that's the the film adaption it had normal dialogue but often you would have the the individual woman will have sort of monologues or maybe dialogues in the sense in a sort of poetic like spitting poetry yeah. like you know, spitting poetry or something like that and they would do it and they would do it so naturally it was quite beautiful and everything like that i remember thinking i was like jeez like you can't get anywhere without being hurt. Mm. You know, as a woman, it was really sort of like, oh, black women are tired, hey? I was like really understanding. Like you when think? that thing came up with that trend about, no, I'm not trying to be a, I don't want to, I don't want to just I be know. a strong black the, woman. Me, I'm weak. I, me, I'm hurt. Me, I'm did yeah. it. And I was like, I, I remember I didn't understand it initially, but I was like, oh, snap, fam. When you understand four colored girls, when you understand that how uh, women, you know, black women are not considered to, to experience as much pain as other children, how they consider to be more aggressive, the side of things that they have to deal with about beauty, God, of this thing of having, you know, all these dark skinned famous homies and they always have black lookalikes, but not black women. You know, she has everything that has a black woman. She's got the body, yep. she's got the hair, mm-hmm. she's got everything there, but she doesn't have the, the dark black skin, you know? 
And as crazy and all, she'll they'll always just go for light-skinned women who are black people. Please, I'm not saying they're not black, but yeah. it's sort of like that. It's like because the majority of black women are dark-skinned. So when you're like, oh, the majority of us apparently were not attractive to these men, and it's like constant of the constant of the constant of beating down. Now, obviously, that's for black women, and then for women in general, of course, it's just an idea of no, I have to take it. A lot of the time, you have to take a lot of um sort of abuse from men because a lot of these men are in power. You know, he yeah. touched me on the back in the way that he shouldn't have touched me, but he's the boss. You get mm-hmm. me, you know, mm-hmm. various things like that. And I understand when women are like, men are scary. And I get that because mm-hmm. I really understand. I'm like, on average, we're taller than women. When on average, we're stronger than women. It's like when we've created a culture where men don't have to take personal responsibility and don't have to be conducive agents within within the society. Then we become like literal criminals in a sense. We, you know, we become delinquents, lawless you know, with no decency. And so women would be scared, you know? I'm very aware. I'm like, hey, if I was walking, because I often in first year would have to walk back late from, you know, from the library, going back to my race. I was like, if I'm walking behind a woman, I literally would stop. I'd be like, nah, I'm not going to walk behind her. Because wow. I know, She's like, gonna, she'd probably yeah. be like, there's this guy, there's a guy walking behind me. There's a guy, and I'd be like, oh, I can't do that. Mm. Like, I can't, I couldn't, I couldn't. So, it just tells you a lot about that. And yeah, women's healing is so important. And we're very focused on it. We're very focused on these, these ideas on, oh, no, women, you don't need a man to validate you. Because before, that's what it was, that your value in society was based on whether you could get a good man or not and what socioeconomic conditions he could give you. Yeah. Um, so you now we're separating. You know, you know, all the single ladies, all the single ladies say, on that vibe. Sometimes when they have dreams that perhaps you might say they're not the stereotypical female jobs, you know, some, you know, people, they want to, you know, be race car drivers or something, or they want to be um, soccer players or anything like that. Yes. We're giving more value to their dreams as well. That's also a form of healing, you know, healing the, the idea of their body always being something that they need to cover up for other men as if it's some sort of offense to men, um, mm. but that they can be free in it and that it's not their fault. There's just various forms of this female healing that we're, we're engaged in and we're very aware of and we're developing more and more. I think there's a lot of, a lot of that, but I think I'm very aware. This is what, what I was saying yesterday was that we are on track to, to understanding various ways of which we can heal women. Yeah. And it's not like we're foregoing it. It's our primary. It seems like it's not a lot of the time, but at least when we're speaking about for feminism and look at our TV shows now, we have powerful black, black women, powerful women just in general, being able to do things a lot more. Exactly. Um, women being able to come into the STEM, the STEM fields a lot more like, Y'all are coming up and obviously the fight, you know, ain't done. We're still fighting, but we're, mm-hmm. we're, we're, we're moving with you. But it's sort of like, also now it's just like, isn't it interesting that when you were like, uh, when you said you put out men must heal. Yeah. Her idea, her first thing is to say, what about women's healing? Mm-hmm. And it's just sort of like, wait, 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 we're trying to focus on the issue at hand. Yeah. I'm saying it's like that thing of, you know, uh, no, black lives matter. <laughs> we're like, no, all lives matter. You know? <laughs> it's sort of like, it's that energy of like, Look, it's just, there's a misunderstanding. And I feel like that's, perhaps maybe that's not where she came from, but I feel like it's part of a context of, if you try to focus on men's things, you'd be like, no, but what about women? What about this? And what about that? And it's like, why, for example, like the men's rights movement, which is just, you know, they're just focusing on men issues. 
how that has automatically been put in the category of being against feminism, which is not what it is. True. It's just like, no, we just want to, as men's rights movement, we're just trying to focus on men because mm-hmm. better men mean better treatment of women. And that means a better society. Exactly. Um, it's just sort of like, we need to focus on the person in, in the therapy chair. I can't focus on the crowd behind them. Mm. Right. I need to focus on that person. I need to focus on, on the man right now. And so when I say men must heal, I'm not saying that women mustn't. I'm not saying that I'm not going to, I'm not focused on that. It just means that I'm very aware that if we heal men, then they won't be a need to heal women. You see what I'm saying? They won't be yes. hurt by men. You yes. see what I'm saying? Because that's a, I remember when I wrote, I wrote this chapbook for this Button Poetry competition. Hopefully that goes well. Um, it's called Boy Pain. And it's just about pornography, the effect that it has on men. And there was that part where I was just, um, I, I just, Put this prose part about how I felt guilty about writing a book focused on men's issues. I felt like wow. I needed to include women. I felt mm-hmm. like I was foregoing women. Like, and, and I remember, obviously, I ended the thing. I was like, I'm trying to focus on, and this is why I brought up this, this thing that I just said before. I'm trying to understand that I'm focusing on the person in the chair, not the crowds behind them. It's just like, I shouldn't feel guilty for wanting to focus on the, on the person in the chair. Absolutely, um, yeah. And my boy came through when I w- wanted him to read it, just review it for me a bit. And he was like, bro, you know, don't feel guilty, man. Like, you need to understand you doing this is helping women. Yes. And it, and it was hard for me to conceive. It was hard for me to conceive, but... It just that's what it comes down to. And so, yeah, that's that's us on that. Mm. In closing, what do you think, though, the, the dilemma is when, say, for example, you're in a situation where you do witness someone who is being abused, raped, whatever the case may be, an act of gender based violence is taking place, but the victim refuses to accept any help or to apprehend the perpetrator? What then is the extent of your responsibility or your help in that situation? Oh, geez. <laughs> um, I know it's, it's a toughie. It's a real toughie. But for men and women alike, especially yeah. for a man, though, I want to hear from, from the male's perspective because I know it is different, even though it's it's like there's a thin line, but it is different, Um, the role that you can play in that situation. But what is the extent of your help in that situation? I think it's so important because uh, to ask that question, because I think it's, a, it's, it's very difficult when you have those situations where they don't want to do anything about it. But then you're also very aware of those stories where, you know, those people, those, um, there are other survivors of that sort of abuse. Yeah. And then they, they, after they've, they've exited those situations, they'll be, you know, on these YouTube videos or on these stages telling the story of how in the situation they weren't capable of leaving almost. So then you start thinking, oh my word, what if this person that doesn't want to, this friend or, you know, this family member who I see is being hurt. What if they are just thinking they can't, they're not capable of thinking that they can leave the situation. And then it's sort of like, oh, wait, are you thinking that they can't be a, they can't actually make their free, a free choice right now. Right. And it seems in many instances, it seems that they can't, but you don't know if you're in that instance or not. And so it's just like, mm, how do I help? How do I help? I know definitely, most definitely, you got to be the, 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 the supportive person. I know support is important. I know be the person that is trying to help them talk. Try try lead them, you know, have the talks with them and everything like that. And try in some, try your best to try influence them to try lead the situation. But I think also then there are instances where, yeah, man, um, if you can call the police, call the police. Because I remember this thing, that, it reminds me of this song by Dave. He's an English artist there, um, yeah. British. This guy, Dave, he's a British rapper. And he had this amazing song called Leslie. And it's like this really long song, but it's a story. 
just speaking about um, this woman who's gone through, who went through abuse, who went through betrayal. And I thought it was so, it was so well done and so important. And what I was listening to in that, in that instance, I was just like, geez, man, like sometimes these people just need to be heard and they just need to be sort of pushed. And unfortunately, yeah, it may, it may turn out wrong. It may be this thing of like, they'll come up to you and be like, how dare you? I thought you were my friend. Why did you call the police on him? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But it's just sort of like, you got to do the best that you think is the best in the moment. And, and if it feels like you're encroaching on someone's freedom of, of choice, uh, it's just like, fam, you don't know. And you don't know if that person knows. But what you do know is that no one should be hurt. No one should be abused. And so you need to stop that. That's sort of what you know. You know, and maybe I'm being a bit of a, <laughs> trying to be a male, you know, that night savior complex. But I'm mm-hmm. like, fam. I'm going to do what I think is best. That's just my personal opinion. I do also really understand the situation of if she says don't do anything, it's sort of like it's also her choice, you know? Exactly. It's also her choice, you know? It's just like, why are you trying to enforce your choice? And it's just like, come on, man. Like, what do you want me to do? I try, I kind of, it gets very, it gets very frustrating on that, on that road. I totally agree. Because, I mean, you you look at a person and they're in a situation where, you know, this is like a do or die situation. Like if somebody doesn't, you know, lend a hand and pull them or drag them out or whatever the case may be, yeah. this person could potentially never see the light of day again, you know, beyond um, the, the next moment. Exactly. So I totally agree with you. I think in the moment, whatever that your heart is telling you, man, just just do it. Um, the person could hate you forever, but they, at least they're alive to hate you. You know what I mean? Um, whereas it could have been a yes. totally different story if you if you didn't intervene. Likewise, in the moment, maybe they could hate you and then they could realize that, wow, you actually did help save my life. Whatever the case may be, mm. I think just like Fazal said, as long as you're being a genuinely good person, you know, sound citizen, everything, then do it. You could be saving yeah. a life. And even if they only realize it the day Later before on. they die. Um, yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, yeah. if your heart is at, at peace and at rest for, for, for the good deed that you did, I think that's, that's enough. And with that said, we have come to the end of this episode as well. Thank you so much for listening, for tuning in. It goes beyond a conversation. I think one of my purposes is to have conversations that lead to change. And so if this can change even the smallest, slightest part of your, your, your heart, your mind, you know, your thoughts, your mentality, then, you know, I think I've achieved I've achieved my goal and I can sleep all at night. I really can. Because I once again, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for educating us. Absolute pleasure, man. Thank you for stepping up to the plate and being one of those men that we need um, within society who are actually going to create a change and, and foster that uh, warm, safe, free environment for other men to come out and to do the most. Again, where you can find him um, and his pieces, Deep Dot Treasures on Instagram, where you can find Sakina Speaks on Instagram. That is Sakina Speaks underscore. So go on there if you want links to um, the episodes, if you want uh, really cool quotes, you know, some conversation starters, engage with me. That's that's really the important thing. If we can engage this is a podcast it's audio and you know your imagination can run wild but if i can catch your attention and keep it you know beyond just listening to the podcast and i think that i'm, I'm doing a pretty good job <laughs> thank you so much once again and i really do hope um that you listen to the next episodes and you know you keep sharing liking um subscribe on the relevant platforms apple music spotify google podcasts share tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a family member and let's make sakina speaks a household name god bless you sakina has spoken